0: Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Living in Hope. I am your host, Cassie Merritt. Today, I'm going to be sitting down with my good old pal, Pastor Chris Kramer. Uh, He is our lead pastor here at Camino Chapel, and I thought it'd be fun to bring him on here and introduce him to all of you guys, but I also wanted to sit down with him and talk about this word, hope. You know, we are going to be getting into so many awesome stories of people being pulled out of their tragedies by God. And some had to learn of God's hope through their trials, like I did when I went through mine. But others got through it because they were anchored in God's hope. So Pastor Chris really breaks it down biblically for us in this interview. But I have to say my favorite part is when he opens up and shares some of his own trials that he has gone through. And he really had to learn to let go and hand it over to God. And God really pushed him into a direction. I don't think he was thinking he would go to help him through this. So I think it's, it's exciting to hear him talk about this trial, and I'm really excited for all of you to hear this. So you know what, let's just go ahead and dive in. Welcome, Pastor Chris. I'm excited to have you sitting in front of me today. Um, I say that every time. I'm pretty sure that I'm excited for the <laughs> guest. But I am. I'm really excited to have you here and to just pick your brain a little bit about some of these um, questions. Um, but yeah, I would love for you to introduce yourself.
1: Okay, so if I'm also excited, to just mentioning mm-hmm. before this uh, recording, um, how... Uh, the stories of hope have really yeah. developed, and now moving into a podcast, this is really neat, Cassie.
0: Thank you. Um,
1: so, uh, I myself, I've been uh, the senior pastor here since 1997. Wow. Um, my kids grew up here. Um, before that, I was mm-hmm. at a church near the Port Orchard Gig Harbor area, and then Hello. before that, a little town of Wishram about. 250 people, uh, 24 years old when I was at my first church. So I think I I think it adds up to like 37 years. Um, I've been married to Joyce. We were married in 1979, uh, two daughters and four grandchildren. (laughs) Two of them are here at Camino chapel, which is really exciting to have them uh, sitting out there. Although during this, uh, this, uh, pandemic time there's no childcare, and and when I see my grandkids they're out in the gymnasium at the worship center and they're (laughs) they're 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 laying all over on the ground uh uh, drawing and coloring and it's kind of funny while I'm preaching to see (laughs) them out there so anyway so we love it here we love Camino Chapel love Camino Island and and just really feel a blessed to um blessed to be here at this church
0: yeah so you started when you were 24 years, 24 old? 24 years old, oh didn't know what I was
1: doing. I remember the first time I took communion. Bef- almost, uh, I was so nervous, shaking with the communion cup. <laughs> the, the juice was almost all gone when when oh it was my time. Gosh. And, oh yeah, my I was gosh. I was there. 24. In oh fact, uh, you had to be uh, to 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 drive. A car with youth members in it. You had to be 25. So my wife is older than me. She had to drive while oh I. Oh
0: my gosh!
1: Yeah, it was. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. It was pretty humiliating. That was like for uh for I turned 25 about four months after I was there. Yeah, and I got to slide over. So then
0: you eventually got to be in the I got to drive.
1: Seat. Yes, it was. It was a big day. So
0: that's awesome. Well, <laughs> awesome. So how long did you know that you wanted to be a pastor?
1: So, I I know we'll probably get into this, Mm -hmm. but I was raised in a church, and and, uh, um, I'll kind of skip ahead to Mm -hmm. to when I really began to sense, um, so I I really genuinely, you know, the born again, getting saved, Mm -hmm. I was 17, and um, see, that was my junior year, the spring of my junior year, and then within six months of getting saved um i really thought this is god wants me to be a pastor it was fairly soon after wow. i received christ and wow. my pastor at the time pastor bob of our little church uh, he had me preach on sunday morning
0: oh, and
1: wow. uh um that was a, a big step forward and just you know is this mm-hmm. something i want to do right and uh so went right from there uh off to christian college and and um so it was it was fairly okay. quick it wasn't although yeah. I, and we'll probably talk about this mm-hmm. raised in the church I, I probably could have given you the right answers of who jesus was before mm-hmm. 17 mm-hmm. but uh i was during my high school years yeah. revealed as very rebellious at it became clear to me I needed a savior, but we'll come around to that. But it was yeah. right after I got saved, within months. Wow! That yeah, God that's really was cool. calling me. Yeah. It wasn't like a voice; it yeah. was just a sense of this. There's nothing else I really want to yeah. do. I want to do this.
0: Yeah, from 17 to 24. Man, I know. That's really, I know it happened. Really
1: cool. I wasn't ready. That's really man. cool. But, yeah. yeah. Well, now I gotta, I got you understand, Cassie, that uh, my first church, the first <laughs> Sunday had 19 people so it was it was not like okay Whoa, like you a know, big was, congregation no yeah. no it was and they were they were just you know thrilled to have a warm yeah. body that someone oh. actually would go to that little yeah. church and yeah what a, what a great start we were there three years and and just a, a wow. great learning yeah time. that's so, awesome that's yeah. really cool
0: <laughs> okay so this ministry stories of hope i mean we're basically a branch off of stories of hope ministry and um, so we focus on sharing stories of hope and i think hope is such a big word and it can be really hard even as a christian it can be really hard to understand Hmm. what this word is so i want to ask you what does hope mean and what does it mean to you
1: well you know we We have people today that would say, I'm really hoping that I'll get enough money to buy this house or this car, and that's not biblical hope. Uh, That kind of hoping is more maybe wishful thinking. Biblical hope is a sense of the promises of God uh, that I can stake all that I am and all that I have on those promises that they will come true. And and really hope is based in the character of God, Um, God in his faithfulness that he, uh, the scripture says he's, he's not a human that he should lie. He he's honest, he has integrity. And when he says, um, for example, I, you know, Psalm 23, though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for mm-hmm. for your rod is the good shepherd. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. Right. We, we though we go through these valleys of shadow of death, which all of us will and and have, we can we can um, really hold on to that promise that that um, have that hope. Mm-hmm. It's an anchor. It's it's not a. Again, right. it's not wishful thinking. It's saying it's based not, not in... A lot of people say, you know, I just got to have faith and faith. I just got to have enough faith. Right. It's not faith in faith or hope in hope. It's, it's hope rooted in the nature of God mm. alone, nothing else. Right. And his sure and certain promises, mm. uh, Peter says, you know, we have these great and precious promises and, and, and for the believer they're sure in Christ. For the non-believer, they are sure. You know, call upon the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. You, you know, right. If we say, Jesus, I'm a sinner, I need you as my savior, please uh, forgive me my sins. Mm-hmm. God is faithful and just, he's gonna forgive us our sins. He, and, mm-hmm. and so the non-believer can ho- be, have that mm-hmm. anchor of hope if they trust Christ, right. it's, it's open to all
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Who,
1: who will receive.
0: Yeah. So no, it's I a different
1: that. hope than I'm just, I'm hoping, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm hoping it comes true.
0: Yes. A wishful so. thinking. It's more than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is it's, it's, it's so huge. It's a big part of life and it's a huge gift given to us from God. Yeah. And like going through all these trials, it's like, man, how did they get through that? How did they get through that? And it's like, you know, my own trials, there is no way I could have gotten through any of it without god's
1: hope yeah him even before you know i look i I know cassie you could look back over Mm -hmm. your life before you knew christ right and you say you know god was moving me in a direction towards this yeah you know i was talking about my first church um i always remember there was a lady there Her name was bessie talking about hope um she was just one of the godliest people you would ever meet and the main impact on her life was her son was working uh, at Cannon Beach Conference Center, which is a Christian conference center mm-hmm. at Cannon Beach on the Oregon coast. And he went out into a raft in a, and with his friend. The raft was pushed over by a wave. His friend was, was able to swim to shore. And he was lost out at sea and Bessie um, said that every weekend they would drive to Cannon Beach and walk the beaches Mm. hoping to find his body. And he was found like three months later, not by her and her husband. But I remember hearing this story from her and I was just, you know, I was 24, Mm. brand new pastor, just getting acquainted with not only being a pastor, but getting acquainted with what it means to be a person of hope. And she said, you know, we, we, she said, we had no, our, our hope was not in, Her son's name was Eric. Our Mm. hope was not in that God was going to make everything happy and we were going to Mm. find him one day. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that. It was the hope that God would see us through Mm. this worst thing possibly that anyone could have happen to him. And she was stellar in her walk with Christ. It had Mm. been about. Oh, see, it was 1983 when I went to that first church. I think it was in the mid 70s. So it was about it was about eight years later that um, she was still walking with the Lord and serving Him because of wow. hope in the promises of God. Yeah. Not false hope that right. that right. everything's going to you know. A lot of Christianity yeah. today is is this phony. You know, always talk about this hashtag blessed. That wow, if mm-hmm. you come to know Jesus you can have hope that you're gonna have this beautiful, wonderful life. life that's not ever. the promises yeah. of
0: God. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. No, not at all. Yeah. And I think actually those trials, you know, there's so many things we go through in life that build us stronger. Because of those trials, we are stronger yeah. in Christ. You know, we have to learn like our trust is comes stronger. Our faith becomes stronger in yes, God. Yes.
1: Absolutely the 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 most mature Christians I have known, almost to a person, have gone through some really, really mm-hmm. deep waters. Mm. It, it's almost universal. Yeah. God uses those to fine-tune us. In the time, they're so painful, but we can look back later and, right. and realize, okay, that's what God was doing uh, to, yeah. to grow my hope
0: yeah. and my faith in Absolutely. Him. Absolutely. Um, so with that, is there anything in your life, any trials that you've had in your life where you've really... You know, how to depend on God. Yeah, I hope. think
1: I think the the defining trial in my life as a Christian was two thousand and one. So if I could kinda mm-hmm. set up kind of what happened, Cassie. Yeah. Um I so I came here in ninety seven and I was, I came here, I was 37 years old, very driven person, Mm. very idealistic as well. And so I'd been here, well, 97 to 2001. So 2001, early on, I started to have these panic attacks, mostly at night. Uh, I'd lay in bed, I couldn't sleep and just felt like pressure Mm. on, you know, panic attacks make you panic even more. It's a downward cycle. So it was, it was challenging coming mm-hmm. to this church it was it was much more complicated i think than than my the church before this mm-hmm. it was much bigger and things mm-hmm. like that more people to shepherd um so then in august of that year so this is not, right before 9 11 um i went to nicaragua for a couple of weeks to teach at a Bible school down there and I got food poisoning down there. So now physically things are starting to happen. I came back right after 9-11, I went to Hawaii. Joyce's brother got married and he paid for Joyce and I and our girls to go to Maui for the wedding, it was really neat. We were there for a week, but you know, Cassie and I, I look back now and I said I should have known. Here I am. I've never been to Hawaii before, and I, I couldn't leave the hotel room. I had the curtains mm-hmm. closed, dark. I, I didn't oh, like wow. sound or light, and 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 I things were. I just I didn't know what was happening to me at the time. Right. Now I I know when I'm. You know, hitting those. So then, I come back, quick turnaround, two nights, two days at home, laundry, and then I go to Baltimore to speak at a conference, a Peace Haven conference back there. Uh, so I was back there, came back, preached once here, and then on a Friday I completely crashed. I hit. Um, just talk about hope. Of that place, of hopelessness, and so the church generously gave me six months where they they paid our salary, and uh, eventually in January I was here for a while and wasn't getting better, receiving good Christian counseling. But um, then in January we went to California, and my parents always back then they used to go to Arizona. They had a fifth wheel, and they would go down to Arizona, so their house uh in the the foothills there in California um was available so we stayed there in the sunshine we walked every day so you'd walk right out of my parents house walk through the vineyards wow, that's and awesome. uh, so i got better you know but it took me 2 years to get wow. healthy again and um uh, that was the lowest in my life and i <laughs> Honestly, I thought, what I want to do most of all is I want to come down in the middle of the night, pack up all my books out of my office, and I, I just, I'm mm-hmm. such a failure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I I want to be done with this. Um, mm. I I, I envision selling door-to-door vacuum cleaners, you know, oh, something man. like that. Oh. I actually thought for a while there that, that I felt so bad for Joyce and the girls because I thought, man, I'm going to be one of those guys pushing a a Safeway cart down, mm. you know, down in Seattle somewhere. Cause oh, I man. thought I was losing my mind. And, uh, oh, but you know, God, as we talked about, God mm. uses everything. Right. And since that time, people that have suffered from depression, there's been an open door for ministry that I never had before. You know, people hear about it. I get calls sometimes from people that, um, you know, they've heard from someone in the church. Hey, you should talk to this guy up on Camino Island, this pastor. So, so God used it, and, and I, I, I never, I never lost my hope that I was a child of God. Um, I, I lost hope that I could function in this world and there was there was during that time a sense of I just want to die and go to heaven because oh, um, for those that suffering from depression those of us that have gone through that we'll, well you all will know what I'm talking about is you literally feel physical pain from head to toe it, oh, it's man. all interconnected and yeah. and I just lord I just want to die and go to heaven that's a really terrible place to be but you know, God you know, we don't hold on to God. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. holds on to us.
0: Right. Yeah. And
1: and that's what he did. He held on and, and here I am. Uh much to my surprise, um, God brought me back and it was not the end of my time here, but I was just getting started here right. as I look back when I thought it was it was um yeah. gonna be the end of the line.
0: Yeah, so you talk about how um you know you were going through major depression and then now here you are talking. Can you break that down a little bit more of like that process of getting from there to...
1: Well, let me me back up. Okay. I I look... I look... Over my life now, and I I can say that there was, even in childhood and teen years, there was some Mm -hmm. depression. Because this is the 60s and 70s, I don't think people talked as much about it, at least I never heard much about it. But I remember getting some real lows in in anxiety and things like that. Um, Moving forward, I started really committing to prayer. Uh, I remember when I first started my prayer journal, I have kept all of my, in our laundry room, all my former uh, prayer journals that I keep building on but it was on on January 9th 2002 I started just journaling writing prayers and the things I was feeling and and mm. that's been really helpful mm. and then guarding guarding myself I now know when I'm I'm sinking. Oh, okay. Oops, I keep sorry out there in, in, in TV lamps. <laughs> no with podcast. His hands land. A lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you could see me now. No, I'm out in podcasts. I'm sorry if you heard that. I was hitting the mic. Anyway, um, I, I, I now know where I didn't know then. I mean, surely mm. I should have known when I'm having these anxiety attacks in the middle of the night, but I'd never experienced them before. Right. And uh, now I know that, you know, I'm sinking and I need mm. to break away a little bit here. I need to rest more um, uh, spend quietness and that's been really helpful and and it keeps getting keeps ge- getting better. Good. So that's that's, really that's been helpful. I want to add one thing and, okay. and this is this is going to be out there. I've talked to people about this from mm-hmm. time to time, Cassie, but um, when when I suffered this depression, uh, the doctor said I'm concerned about you. I think you need to be on medication. And I felt that that would be, um, uh, it would show a lack of faith hmm. in God. So I, I got the prescription. I never had it filled. So for the next uh, maybe 10 years, uh, I it was up and down. And we were on, Joyce and I were on vacation. We were down in Reno, Nevada um, uh, on vacation. That's where um, she was raised, there in Reno. And we were down there. And uh, I hit her really, really low. And Joyce said, this is it. You need to get on medication. Wow. I really fought it. But she actually... uh, she called our doctor here and she went down to the local Safeway down the street and, and filled this medicine. And um, uh, And I then was diagnosed with what's called chronic low-level depression. It's okay. not just, you know, you have depression that is um, circumstantial depression, right. an event happens. Right. You, then you also have depression that is not related to any event you can't pinpoint it mm-hmm. and that was a very humbling um, step I took and, right. and so when I got home I went to see the doctor who's a Christian doctor he's over in Arlington we've, we've, he's been our doctor for many many years I told him I, I said doctor I, I feel like um, God should intervene and, and take care of this and he said Chris I don't want this to sound prideful But he said, God has intervened. He has given you me, the doctor, Mm. to help you. Uh, That has been really helpful. And I've come to understand that medication is God's uh, gift. Because back in the day, before there was medication, you know, we're talking 1800s or whenever, people just... Suffer deeply and we're in a time where people might say these are troubled times but also these are times where God has allowed us to learn things that we didn't have before so um uh, that has been really helpful and I, I I've I'm very um much now aware that God can work through medication if and and I'm talking to people right now that maybe are Christians out here that are listening to this that are Christians and saying uh, if I just had enough faith well if Cassie you broke your arm they would Mm -hmm. set it and they would put a cast on it but when and and, and not everybody has a chemical imbalance or chronic low-level depression or deep depression or or bipolar or something but uh, the brain is broken and I learned that um the brain can't be seen and over the years among Christians we've not done a good job understanding the brain we've all you know it's always been oh if you just trust God more it's all going to be fine and I think we're I think uh we've come a long way in understanding depression uh but 20 years ago 30 years ago um it, it, there, th- among Christians there was only one message read your Bible more have more hope more faith mm-hmm. pray more and you'll get over this depression and people yeah. just suffered silently
0: yeah no I definitely feel like there's almost like this line that people are afraid to cross when it comes to to God and like seeking something else. Right.
1: Right. What I'm saying, you feel like a failure and and a lot of times you're depressed because you have feelings of failure and just can't measure up to your own standards.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I don't think there's anything wrong going to your doctor and talking to them. But also the biggest thing is, is turning to God as long as you're turning to God throughout the whole entire situation.
1: Yes, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. You but, know, Paul, the apostle Paul said he had a thorn in the flesh and he asked, we don't know what it is. There was yeah. something he was struggling with. And uh, in uh, 2 Corinthians 12, he, he, he said, three times I asked God to remove it, but he answered me, uh, my power is made perfect in weakness. Mm. My grace is sufficient. And I, I've i never less, left that sense of, this is God working. He's yeah, working. And, and I do want to say this. And Something you said was really good. Mm. Uh, and, and let me put it this way. Okay. We don't want to substitute medication for hope. Mm. And that's the theme here is hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, as you said, need to see a really qualified doctor that can mm. really understand this because mm. um, if it's depression circumstance depression then let's let's work through the circumstance and mm-hmm. find hope right. if it is a chemical imbalance mm-hmm. a a um uh that that is not connected to an event or circumstance mm-hmm. then we've got a we've got a different situation like a broken arm so i would really encourage uh people listening that um yeah it's just really really important to make sure this is not something that's the easy way out. Make right. sure and, and, and really be diagnosed. And if you are diagnosed with bipolar or any kind of schizophrenia, any kind of mm-hmm. mental illness, um, um, clinical depression, mm-hmm. uh, then um, God can use this medication. But we want to be really right. sure um, yep. for someone says oh i'm just i'm just gonna do the take this and and uh yeah. and you know medication does not uh cause um, us to experience the ups and downs of life you right. know we still uh people that deal with depression on medication still have to deal with that issue of hope uh, uh because there's still lows it's just they're not as deep lows right. it, it, but um uh you talk to anyone who who has any kind of mental illness, even on medication, they mm-hmm. will tell you that as a believer, I, it, it's still hope. I have got to trust that God loves me, that, that mm-hmm. I'm, I, I can be used of God, even in the weaknesses that I have. Um, it would be like a cancer patient would say, mm-hmm. Hey, I, I'm hoping I'm trust, mm-hmm. my hope is in God and, uh, uh, him alone in the midst of this. So, um, So I think that's just a word that we need to, we really need to be sure uh, because ultimately hope is the, the answer answer, for everyone. (laughs) Hope and, and hope in the person of Jesus Christ alone. Uh, He alone.
0: Yep. Agreed. All right. Well, we're running out of time here and I think that's a great spot to end. Thank you so much for you know, opening your heart with us. And, um, I'm really excited for our listeners to be able to hear this and, uh, let me,
1: can I pray for those that are really, and then I'll turn it back over to you. Father God, I just pray for those listening right now, um, that maybe can identify with, um, what we've talked about. Lord, I pray for those that have, have, that are dealing with depression as, as an illness, Lord, I pray that you would just give them wisdom, give them direction, Lord. Um, in the midst of depression, even to let them know that you, that you never leave us or forsake us. That even if we feel like all hope is gone, God, I pray that you would just fill these people that that, that have maybe identified here, fill them with a sense of hope that you are there and you're guiding in the midst of this in jesus name amen amen Amen.
0: thank you pastor chris if you'd like to hear more from pastor chris visit Kamanochapel.org. we are lucky to be able to live stream our services every sunday so you can find those by visiting the website Thank you so much for listening again today. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's interview. I have so many amazing stories coming up for you guys to listen to. So be sure to hit subscribe. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And don't forget to come back next Monday.